Salutations! Woo! Woo! And welcome yes! to the 35th episode of the <laughs> In the House podcast, the official podcast of Scouse's House Supporters Group, which is an official supporters group of Louisville City Football Club. And I am officially thrilled to be here tonight. The most official. It's super official, and I am jazzed up about a playoff win. Yeah. Um, I'm excited tonight to uh, to be talking about talking about a little bit of soccer, talking about yeah. a little playoff soccer, yeah. and I'm excited to be talking about it with my co-hosts. And so oh. uh, to discuss it with him, I've got to welcome him in. So everybody, if you'll please. Coming to us live tonight from a petting zoo in Tulsa, Oklahoma, my co-host, Andy Frederick. Andy, welcome. Thank you. Um, The only reason to come to Tulsa, Uh in my opinion, Uh is for, frankly, they're they're incredible petting zoos. World class. (laughs) World class. Class. They have endangered species here. Yeah. Which at first is like, oh, that shouldn't be like that. But then it's like, but they're so cool. And it's rehabilitated. It's rehabilitative. Exactly. So that's they nice. They have the only existing, previously extinct Tasmanian tiger. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Did they you have one? Did you? Did they let you ride it? No, they're very. They're not <laughs> quite rideable. Understood. Okay, Andy. So we had our first playoff game. In the bag. It's in the bag. Handily. We are now. We are now over the course of four years. If I'm doing my math right, we are 11 and 0 in home playoff games. That's. We had two the first year. Yeah. Two the second year. Yeah. No, then okay. So yeah, eight the next year. I mean, four the next year and one this year. So that puts yeah. us at nine. Yeah. Nine, and 0 at home in the playoffs. We're pretty good at slugger it's when right. the chips are down. Yeah. When it's when it's go time, win or go home time, it's we win. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, man, it was no. Um they looked great. They, they did. looked great. Um it was an exciting game. It was. Um yeah. I'm saving all my I have like Throughout the course of my day today, I actually made mental notes okay. about stuff to talk about. Nice. And so I don't want to just like I don't I just don't I don't want to like you don't want to you don't want to you know shoot all your fantastic ideas exactly. out in, in one shot and really just the two. Well then shoot, let's flip a coin yeah. and let's get going. Okay, yeah, <clears throat> I'm gonna flip it. Do it. It's a heads. Heads. So we're gonna talk about the next playoff game. We're talking about the next playoff. This game. is kind of exciting for me. It, well, this is the you. one that I was like, wait. We're playing Bethlehem Steel? Yeah. Yeah. Not Pittsburgh. Bethlehem Steel beat Pittsburgh yes. in a shootout. Yes. 8-7. to 8-7 seven. Seven shootout. Went to extra time and extra kicks after the penalty kick. Yeah. This was a, it was a well-fought game. Uh, they got their goal against Pittsburgh, and that's not easy to do. Uh, they're not on a bad run of form. I think I looked and saw that they've got five unbeaten in a row. Yeah, uh, There were several ties mixed in with all that, but still, five unbeaten that's is still, yeah. it's, it's good form. They just had to go out on the road and play one of the toughest teams in the USL. They did it on the road at Highmark Stadium in Pittsburgh. That's not an easy place to win. And so yep. uh, they should be really proud of themselves, and they got to be feeling good about themselves too. So, and again, it doesn't seem like they should be the team 
that could score against a team like Pittsburgh. I mean, we have no. a hard enough time with it. Yeah, they're they're not a normally dynamic scoring offense, uh, but they're they're one of those just enough teams. Mm-hmm. They play just enough defense. They play just enough offense. Frankly, they're they're comparable in some ways to Pitt. I mean, to uh, Indy, who we just beat. Yeah. Because they aren't great at any one thing. It's not like Pittsburgh, who's great at suppressing goals. Right. And it's not like uh, New York Red Bulls, who's great at scoring goals. Right. Uh, they're they're pretty good at everything. And so that makes them dangerous. Because if on any given night they happen to outplay you, then then you're you're hosed. Uh, you feel pretty confident when you're playing in New York that you're going to find a way to get three. Yeah. You're just worried you're going to give up eight. Yeah. And when you're playing Pittsburgh, you feel pretty confident you're going to be able yeah. to hold them to one or fewer, but you're worried they're going to they're, yeah. they're hold you to nothing. Yeah. So uh, Bethlehem, though, they can play any kind of style of soccer. They can score with you or they cannot. We've played them twice so far this year. Uh, both of the games were early in the season. So I believe these were both under Coach O'Connor. I don't even think Were they that, really? I don't even think they saw anybody saw us under the uh, triumvirate. It's possible the second game was under the triumvirate, but I don't think so. <clears throat> it could be. I didn't I didn't fact check that. It doesn't seem like that long ago that we played them. It was pretty now, long ago. It was granted, definitely not in the hack. Anymore. I've had a lot of purple stuff just sure. in general. Yeah, that makes sense. Just in my daily life. Mm-hmm. So a memory could be wrong. It just doesn't feel like we played them that long ago. Definitely not under hack, but Yeah. Well, it's possible that the second one was under the triumvirate, so uh, don't don't quote me. But we haven't played them in a while. I think the the last game we played against them was in June. So if that tries to predict when and where it was, I think it was in June that we played our second game against them. The first game we uh, reigned victorious, two to one. Uh, pretty sure that it was, or I'm sorry, it may have been three to one. I know that uh, Cam got a forked lightning. Yeah. It was three to two. I remember now. It was uh, Cam got a fourth lightning because that's what Cam does, and Ilya scored because that's what Ilya oh, does, also yeah. does. Uh, but we held him off three to two. So uh, a good win, uh, and like I say, some scoring going on yeah. there. Uh, the second game, on the other hand, was a nil nil draw. So it's like I say, they they can play any style of soccer you want to throw at them. Now against Pittsburgh, not unusually, they held the ball quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, because Pittsburgh will let you have the ball quite a bit. I expect this game to be a very 50-50 possession kind of a game. I think that uh, they'll probably try to try to come at us, but they'll also want to be able to reserve themselves for a break. How much do you think their tactics have changed since we played them last? Uh, you know, I don't watch enough Bethlehem Steel soccer to really gauge what. Ca- well, and also I, I don't pay for ESPN Plus. So back in the glory days of all the games being on YouTube yeah. immediately, I would you know I would generally take in two or three, maybe four USL games in a weekend. But uh, now I get the Loose City game, and then a week later I might watch a game. Yeah. So uh, ultimately, I don't think that. This is one of those scenarios where what we do should dictate the game, not what they do. Right. We should care way more about us playing our game and being efficient with the ball than uh, what they want to do against us. Uh, Their lead scorer doesn't even play for them anymore. He was on loan from Nashville, Brandon Allen, and so he's he's not even available. Uh, But Santi Moore is is a legit playmaker when he's out on the field. He's tough for pace. He's created uh, he's created a lot of chances against us in the past. 
their guy Chambers is a goal scorer. He got one of the goals in this last game. He got it on a set piece that was worthy of Cameron Lancaster. Uh, he's 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 dangerous. Who's their keeper? Uh, that'd be McGuire. Okay. McGuire's their keeper, and he is nondescript as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> like he's just uh, he's a above average goalkeeper in the USL, but he's not like oh my gosh special, and he's also mm-hmm. not <laughs> embarrassing. So uh, Bethlehem is a team that if Lucidity is on their game, they should beat. Do it's, you think they come into this? Excited, like riding high from their win against a tough team like Pittsburgh, or is it more? Do you think we're going to see? If you're them, are you excited and riding that wave, or are you intimidated going up against a team that has proven season after season to be one of the best, if not the best, in the league? I think that's a great question, and I think that it's it's really what's going to make the difference in this game. Because if they come in full of swagger and confidence and they take the ball to us, yeah. then this is going to be a tough game and we're going to be happy to get out of there with a win. But if they come in on the back foot or nervous at all about playing against Louisville in the playoffs, this is a team we beat 4 nothing in our opening round playoff game last year. Yeah. So they've seen us at home in the yeah. playoffs and it didn't fare well for them. This is a better team this year than right. what they had last year. Right. But still, you know, they shouldn't – they should be – if I'm them, I want to be cautiously optimistic. Mm-hmm. I want to be and focus on the details because that's where Louisville City can beat you is on the details. Yeah. Uh, City's running in with seven wins on the trot. That's a great feeling. Yeah. Uh, we have Hackworth has gone gone out of his way to not say that we're peaking at the right time. Every time he's asked about it, he says, you know, this is a team that's still got room to improve, and we're playing really mm-hmm. well, and we want to take this momentum and carry on. But he also very clearly has stated he doesn't care how we play at this point. He just wants to win. Yeah. Which I love. Whether it's oh, a, yeah. whether it's a rock fight or if it is a, you know, a ballet contest, he wants to make sure doesn't we matter. come out of there with a win just and that's it. W. Yeah. Uh, I think that like I say this is a game where we have to do Louisville City soccer things mm-hmm. and if we do, I think that there's no reason we shouldn't beat this team. Like I say, they're not a bad team, but Lou City is a good team. Yeah. And so, realistically, I feel like this is a game we should win. And I think that we will. Um, I don't want us to go in overconfident, but man, Niall McCabe said it really well in the uh, post-game press conference after uh, after the game against Indy. Mm-hmm. When he said, uh, this is just a team that knows how to do it. We're professionals, and they are, they're used to being there. Yeah. And they believe they belong there. And uh, there's a quiet confidence about that. They're not even swaggering right now, with the possible exception of Alexi Swahi, who's throwing a whole bunch of swagger out there on the field. But Some to, would say rightfully so. Mm, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't think anybody would call it into question if you were swaggering right no, now. You're the defending de- champs. You've won seven games in a row. You're feeling good. You're scoring goals. His development over the course of this season has been astounding. It's been vital to the quality yeah. of this team. And I'm really excited to see what he does next year when it's possible that he'll have to anchor that back line. Yeah, You know what's been fun is watching him, because I've been thinking about how he has played from the first time we saw him play mm-hmm. to this last game, mm-hmm. the game before that. And, you know, you think about the red card that he got. Mm-hmm. And you think about it. It's like, it's been fun because you're not just watching him develop into this awesome player. Like, you are watching him make the mistakes 
and come back the next game clearly having learned from them. And and you're watching him become a better professional. Yeah. Which is fun. Uh, both as a soccer player and as an adult. Because, I mean, you got to remember that most of these guys are coming straight out of college. I mean, he was he's 22 years old. Yeah. He just graduated. He's his first real soccer job. Yeah. And uh, you got to, it takes time to grow into that. I'm glad nobody was evaluating my professionalism when I was 22. Oh, no. You know? Oh, God, no. God. So, yeah. It would have been, it would have been really sad for me. Like, if there were red cards. At the uh, at the data entry center where I worked when I was 22, mm-hmm. I would have gotten a lot of freaking red cards. Yeah. So uh, no, I've loved watching the way he's developed, and he's going to be vital in this game. He and Paco have done. Man, we've looked really tough to score on. Uh, in this in this seven game run, I think we've given up four goals, mm-hmm. and that's a really good goals against average. And the defense just looks compact and it looks dynamic. There's a. I think we're seeing. A really solid meshing between specifically those two. Well, yeah, and Coach Hack <laughs> even talked about how you know, how do you keep Sean Tosh out of a lineup? Sean Tosh is great, but these two are playing so well together, you can't break it up. And yeah. so uh, I really, we'll get to this in a second, but I really liked the way uh, he's been bringing Tosh on as a, yeah. as, a as a closer, yeah. as a finish he's, out the game. He's doing which I love. Um, he's doing with Tosh kind of the same thing that he does with Luke. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? And those are two guys that you bring them in on fresh legs, and they're already such a physical They are physical presence anyway. Mm-hmm. I think that's like, it's just every time they, he brings in Luke or Tosh, it's it's like the nail in the coffin. It's got to be demoralizing for, those, for the op- opposition, because we bring those guys in when we've got a lead. Yeah. You know, you're bringing those guys in because Cam's done his job. He scored. Yeah. Great. Get him out of there. And Tosh, I mean, in the back line has done their jobs. We don't need another goal, so you put in an extra extra fullback. You brought him in for Brian Ownby, so I mean, it's not like yeah. you're bringing him in to play defense. And uh, the defense has played so well. And uh, you throw on another top-quality defensive player like yeah. that, and they don't lose their shape there at the end, which I'm mm-hmm. really liking. So, no, I've been, I've been thrilled with the rotations, and I expect to see basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. The only question I still have, we'll get to that really in a second, but the only question I still have is Speedy. So the uh, we'll see. But in terms of this game against uh, Bethlehem, it's not a team to take lightly. It's an important game, obviously. This is still win or go home. You make two, yeah. bad, you make two terrible mental mistakes and you're, you're out. And you're out, yeah. So we can't afford that. We need to focus up. The Eastern Conference Finals is on the line, and that's exciting. The one thing about this game is it's completely outside of our control – but it could be the final home game of the year. Yeah, it could. If we lose, it's the final home game of the year. If we win and Cincinnati wins, we're then we're going to Cincinnati. Cincinnati yeah. And if Orange County wins in the West, then we would have to go to Orange County. So it's completely possible that we but will this not is see. This is the last game, chance yeah. you get to see our boys play in person this year. Which is, now, it's also completely possible that we've got two more home games after this. It's just a matter of who plays who well. So that's what it is. So if Cincy... Loses. Who are they playing next? New York Red Bulls, too. And if Cincinnati loses to New York Red Bulls, who are also a great playoff team, it should be noted, yeah. this would be the third year in a row that Louisville would ho- would play against New York Red Bulls, too, in so the we Eastern would Conference host Finals. Them. We would host. Okay. The only games we wouldn't host are against Cincinnati and Orange County. Okay. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's down to the end here. I really hope 
I mean, frankly, if you're listening to this podcast, 99% chance you're going to be at the game. Mm-hmm. But if you were even remotely considering skipping this game, remember, it could be the it last time we see them this year. One, yeah. Get out and, there. you know, if you are definitely going to the game, like you said, 99% of our listeners probably are. Yeah. Bring somebody. Yeah, bring the people. <laughs> chances bring are, somebody. Chances are, this would be the last time you're going to get to watch Cameron Lancaster play in a in a Lucity uniform. It might be the last chance you get to see watch Paco Craig. It might be the last chance you get to see yeah. Greg Ranjitsing. There are some really great players that have been a core for mm-hmm. this team. That this could very well be their last go around with yeah. the boys. Whether it's you know for promotion or for just needing a new scenery. I mean. Regardless of what you think of the job that Coach Hackworth's done, he's going to want to bring some of his guys in. Yeah. And maybe some of these guys don't love the new coaching. And it might not even have anything to do with whether or not he's good at it. It just might be that they don't yeah, mesh. Yeah. So this might be your last chance to root on this core group that we have grown so used to here in Louisville. Get your ass to the game because it is, it's important. I hope we've got two more at home after this. I hope. God, that'd be great. But if we don't, you're going to kick yourself over missing the last game, the last chance to cheer on these guys because they've been they've been special for us for four years, most of them. So uh, get, your, get your butt to the game. Do you have a prediction for the game? I do. Um, Would you share it with us? Oh, yeah, sure. Why not? Um, <laughs> I feel better about... I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. He's backing out. I'm not going to say that. He's backing out. I am calling 2-1. Okay. I think that is a realistic... Scoreline. And, and yeah. All right. 2-1, good guess. And I'm thinking... Oh man, Cameron is just... It's lo- I mean, really hard not to guess Cameron <laughs> when you're guessing goals. It's that, really hard. We'll and we'll get to it, but the, that set piece. Oh my god! <laughs> holy crap! Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so I think I think we see something from Cameron, um, and I think we see. This is where I. You know what? I'm going to say it anyway. I think we see. OJ. Mm-hmm. To Paco. What? I know. I'm shocked by this. I know. Uh, frankly, it was. Very close. It was in very last close. Game. I bet we see it before the playoffs are over. There you go. I like it. All right. Uh, I got us winning two nil. I think that the defense stays locked in. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, we get one around the thirty fifth minute and one around the fifty fifth minute, mm-hmm. and then just sort of coast on in. I think he brings in the closers again. We get to see uh, Tosh. Speedy and Luke come in and uh, wear them down with the fresh legs. Uh, I got 2-0. Um, I have got a goal going to... Niall McCabe's on such a nice run. Oh, man. Niall's on such a nice run. I think that Niall gets back on the score sheet again. Um, he, he's just in such good form that I, I think that he continues to put some goals in right now. We ride him sort of the way we rode Brian mm-hmm. Ownby last year in the playoffs. Yeah. And so I've got Nile, and uh, for the other goal, I've got Ilya. I think Ily also mm-hmm. in great form, also puts in another goal this week. And frankly, there's going to be so much attention paid to Cameron Lancaster that it creates extra space for those guys yeah. to operate. Uh I think that it's it's hard to not think that those guys are going to have some space 
Which is, you give them space and they're dangerous. Which is always kind of the, I mean, kind of, and it's always one of the fun things about this team is that, you know, you say you've got to, Cameron's going to pull a lot of extra attention, but it's like, if you're the opposing team, it's like, oh, well, we'll just, we'll just be on Cameron. It's like, yeah, but that still leaves two very dangerous, like, there's just it, not enough people yeah. to go around Correct. to cover. Yeah, that's, that's still leaving Brian, Ownby, and George Davis yeah. the fourth open, as well as Ilya and Niall. And that's before you even talk about the quality that uh, we saw from both Oscar and Kyle this week because yeah. they played great, yeah. which we can talk about now because we're going to yeah. do our game, Stop. move right into our game review. And for the game review, you get yourself a 3-1 win mm-hmm. against Indy 11 in the final Louisville-Indianapolis Proximity Association football contest of the year. Uh, Lipafk. Lipafk. We, we claim the series for the season with a with a... Frankly, a resounding 4-1 win. Resounding. Yeah. Um, We never, after the first 20 seconds, we never really looked like we were uh, at much risk in this game. It felt like we had control of it pretty comfortably. What do you think is the difference between Saturday and when we played them last Saturday? Yeah, I think laser focus for one thing. And also, I'm going to give a ton of credit to the coaching staff. Because they just looked like they knew what Indy wanted to do so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it looked like they had a game plan and executed it. Mm-hmm. I mean, beyond, there's been a lot of love going around on the uh, interwebs mm-hmm. uh, for Danny Cruz, the assistant coach, mm-hmm. drawing up the uh, the two set pieces that Oscar played into Niall and Niall scored on both of them. Mm-hmm. And he deserves a ton of love for that. But I mean, even if you go beyond that, it just felt the entire, it felt the entire game like... We knew what they wanted to do, and we didn't have any interest in letting them do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we controlled the ball. We controlled the pace. And even after we got a lead, we were still we still had the ball, yeah. which was a nice feeling. Uh, I thought that Ilya's goal was indicative of the whole night, which was that we were able to get to sort of the 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 byline Mm -hmm. and be able to play balls across throughout the night. And we had a bunch of chances that could have gone our way. That game could have ended six or seven to one. And uh, the ball that uh, George played back across over to Ilya uh, or even to Brian, I guess it was intended to probably to be. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but when you've got the ball in such a dangerous place throughout the game and the defense is on their back foot, you're going to get goals. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a shame we only converted the one in open play like that. <clears throat> but even so, I thought that it looked like, like I say, we could have done, we could have gotten more than that. And so yeah. it was a nice feeling. Uh, I thought the entire night we looked dangerous. We looked focused. And that's that was more so than the previous week, which I attribute a little bit to the seeding was already done for the year, mm-hmm. and you're you're just sort of trying hoping nobody gets hurt. You're yeah. trying to trying to finish off the season. You want to play well, but you also know that it, if we had lost that game eleven to nothing, it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, and so I think that our guys showed why they have had such good success in tournaments. Yeah, uh, with just really executing a game plan very well. Mm-hmm. I was I was thrilled to watch it. Yeah, it was I great. thought it played great. Um, beyond the goal scoring, we'll get to Cam's goal in a second. But beyond Niles' great goals, 
which were both perfect passes and then well-placed shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nile through traffic, doing a nice job. Either of those sh- shots could, could have been blocked, mm-hmm. but both of them were well-designed to the point where, yeah, maybe you're going to block it, but it's still going to be interesting for us Yeah, because it was going to be pinging around in the 18-yard box and yeah. we had guys in there. So uh, I thought great play designs. Mm-hmm. Kudos to Coach Cruz and Hack for that because nicely done. But beyond all the goals... I was really thrilled to see how the Wings played in this game. I thought both Oscar and Kyle had phenomenal games. Oscar with the two great passes, obviously. But also, man, we were bombing up and down the sidelines in this game. But also retreating really well in defense to the point where it never felt dangerous for us. Our formation is interesting right now because it'll be... I'm curious to see if we stick with Nile in the middle over Speedy because Nile playing in the middle has created a lot of opportunity for Paolo to slide backwards. Mm-hmm. And he's playing sort of that number six role right now. He's in front of the defense, but part of the defense. Right. And it allows him to get the get the break started. It allows him to, you know, really clog up the passing lanes and make it tough for the de- for the offense to transition. But what it also does is it allows Kyle and Oscar to go north and south on the field. And both of those guys really want to go north and south. And when you play Speedy and Paolo together, it's more commonly that they play side by side. Yeah. Uh, Paolo maybe plays a little more defensively than Speedy does, but still, it's more side by side. Niall playing with uh, Paolo in the middle allows... Niall is going to stay a little farther forward. Right. I mean, he's still doing a nice job of tracking back and playing defense. I'm not yeah. trying to criticize that. But he's still an attacker. And that that pushes Paolo further back on the field, which creates more of a three-man looking back line and allows the wings to impact the game. And they both did. They were both aggressive. They were both present. They overlapped a ton. Uh, I thought that there were some really nice combo plays between the Wings and George and the Wings and uh, Brian. Mm -hmm. And that created some of what I'm talking about where, uh, you know, we're getting to the byline without without a lot of resistance. Right. It's an interesting tactical maneuver. And, uh, you know, Speedy is a better possession midfielder than Niall is. Mm -hmm. Speedy's going to make – and, again, I just got done saying how great Niall's played. But he's more likely to turn the ball over than Speedy is. He's more likely to maybe uh, commit a little too far forward than Speedy is. Yeah. And there's nothing. It's just a. It's just a tactical shift. Right. But it's a tactical shift that's going to create goals and create goal opportunities a yeah. lot. And also, what it does is it sort of limits what we do in the middle of the field, mm-hmm. but improves our defense and improves our offense. In terms of teams that we have left to, to play mm-hmm. and potential teams we have left to play. Who does it, is there anybody that it worries you playing this tactical shift? No. Like, is there anybody that you think maybe this doesn't work against? Them? Now the West is a complete myth to me. I don't know how any of them play. I don't know what any of them do. If right. we, uh, much like with Swope Park last year, if we get to the finals and we're playing somebody, then I'll watch four or five of their games the week of. Right. But until then, I don't know what the West does. Uh, I, I understand Orange County is good. I know that Phoenix is good. That's that's about it. Uh, but in terms of the East, if you're talking about Red Bulls and you're talking about uh, Cincinnati, 
We've had a lot of success against both of those teams in the recent past, mm-hmm. uh, playing sort of the the Speedy and Paolo model. Mm-hmm. I don't know how we would match up with them if we tried this this other way. The thing about Cincinnati is a lot of our success with Cincinnati has been predicated on our possession mm-hmm. and on clogging up the middle of the field. Uh, this is more likely to create turnovers in the their half mm. and also more likely to uh, be a good hunker-down defense with Paolo falling backwards. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't have a good enough sense of what that would mean in that game. Against New York, I love it. I think that it's because New York doesn't want to have the ball. And so we would still be able to have the ball. New York wants to push the ball. Right. They want to get down the field as quickly as possible. And so I like the counter opportunities that this provides. I like that we don't need to possess the ball in the middle of the field the way Speedy and uh, and Paolo do together. So I and again this it, it's so amorphous. Yeah, it's not like oh we only do this when it's set up like this, or we can't do that if we're right. set up like right. There's still a bunch of both of those yeah. methods being played, no matter who's playing the central midfield position with Paolo, but. I mean, if you just talk about what it causes us to do a little more of mm. and a little less of, yeah, I like I like this setup to play against New York, but we'll see, man. We got to get there first, and to get yeah. there, you got to beat you got to beat uh, Bethlehem. So, but we also had to beat Indy, and we did convincingly. Yeah, convincingly. I like. I want to say this though. Their keeper, uh-huh. Owen Fawn Williams. I like that dude. He was great. I like that dude. He was great. He. You know, he understands that, especially, he understands that he's going to get it, right? From yeah. Scouts' house and the Coopers, he understands. And you can tell that he understands that it's a fun thing, right. that in no way do we actually hate him as a person. Right. It's like, this is what we do, because we're a supporters group. No, he uh, he and Pickens and Spangenberg. Yeah. There are, there are a number of the keepers who really get that this is an entertainment and that uh, the people who are standing back there don't want to fight him. Right. We're just, you know, we're, we're just trying to get in his head, and if he has fun with it and we have fun with it, then who cares? Yeah. But no, he gave, he turned around and gave us some applause and gave us some oh, yeah. chatter back, which yeah. was always fun. I yeah. understand he did the same thing on the Cooper's end. Yeah. He's a he's a good keeper and a yeah, fun keeper, and he's so. he's he, like he had some good saves in that like when we played him last Saturday too he had some good saves. He's a he's a very good keeper and uh, not somebody that I would be horribly frustrated if we saw in purple next year. But yeah. that's a that's a long ways from now. Yeah. So uh, right now I'm thrilled with the keepers we've got. I just wanted to throw that out there. I, I, I felt like it needed to be said. I agree with you completely. So it's. It's always nice to get a playoff win. Mm-hmm. It's always nice to get a rivalry win. Yeah. And I liked that it never felt in doubt. It made it made the whole thing less stressful. Yeah. Uh, because as you go deeper into the playoffs, it's not just the players. We feel the stress of yeah. it. Like, uh, oh, God. And I'm hopeful that we're going to get another mostly stress-free game on Saturday. Because once you get to the finals, it's just, it's just an ulcer. Yeah. And especially if it is what we all think it might very well be, which would be extreme ulcer-inducing. Yeah. But no, I I was very happy with the way they played. I was very happy with the results. I think that Greg has had a really nice last couple of weeks. Uh, He made the save confidently on the Mm -hmm. bungle in the first minute. 
Yeah. And then after that, he didn't have a ton of work to do. Yeah, there was a little bit of a flashback when we were singing My Old Kentucky Home, and it started like, what game was that 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 happened? Uh, it's not ringing any bells right now. I think it might have been... It was early in the season. Yeah, I don't remember, to be honest with it you. It was early in the season. It was. But it was kind of the same scenario, and I think everybody on our end was like... <gasps> Not again, but and now Greg Greg rose to the occasion. Obviously, we gave up the goal in like the sixty fifth, sixty third minute, somewhere around there. And you don't you always want your clean sheet. And uh, I think coach and uh, the defense would all say we deserved a clean sheet for this game. But I mean, in the end, you're going to have guys like Suni Saad making plays, right. and he made the play. And it, what the defense didn't suck. It was a contested shot. And uh, Greg had a realistic shot at sh- saving it, and it just got under him. So okay. I'm not uh, I'm not frustrated about it because again we already had a three nothing lead at that point, and shortly thereafter <sighs> we extended it back to a three nothing lead as Cameron Lancaster put on his cape again. That was insane. Superhero man, super. That was insane. Yeah. No, and that the glory of that is that's my post. Mm-hmm. I stand on that post that he tucked it inside of. That's where I stand for every single game. And so you couldn't have had a better view of it than I had. And it was every bit as majestic. Oh, my gosh. As the you replays think. don't do it justice. No, because that ball started in the middle of the goal and ended up in the top left corner. And it was a glory shot. I mean, it was it just... Was, how far out? 35 is about where we would put him there. 35, maybe 37, somewhere in that range. Uh, not the not the strongest strike of all time. He didn't, like, put all of his mustard behind it. He just placed it in a way that it didn't really matter. It felt like, yeah. it felt like Williams could have been standing on that post and waiting for it and still would have had a hard time yeah. saving it because it just it curled in... Beautifully. Yeah. Williams made a nice dive at it. Yeah, I mean, he judged it right. I mean, And shortly after it went in, we were giving him some grief about it, and uh, Fawn Williams turned around, and he just sort of shrugged at us like, what am I supposed to do? Because yeah. it was it was beautiful. Yeah. Um, it's special when you've got somebody who can do stuff like that. Uh, you and myself and David O'Connell and Brad Estes were uh, debating right before the kick whether or not they were whether or not Cam was going to try from there. Yeah. It was pretty far out. Oscar was standing there with him, yeah. where, uh, which is smart. That keeps the defense honest and the keeper honest. That it might be Oscar whipping one across the net for our uh, for uh, Paco and Alexi mm-hmm. and uh, the guys to get on the end of it. But no, he. He said, no, I got this. I've got this. This is in my bag of tricks. Do they and, make that decision right there, right then and there? I have no doubt that if it's inside of a certain bubble, mm-hmm. uh, that Cameron has license. Where you okay. just say, where where Coach Hackworth or Coach O'Connor or the Triumvirate or anybody would just say, if you're inside a 42, mm-hmm. if you like your chances from there, if you think you've got it, then go take it. Mm-hmm. And if you're outside of 42, then come on. Get out of the way, even for you. But uh, most great ball strikers and uh, great set piece takers, they have they get to decide for themselves if they like okay. their chances. Because you got to have faith in them too. From there, a I mean, he put one twenty yards over the bar earlier in the game yeah. on the other side, and but you're gonna have that. Like even truly great strikers, you're not gonna get it up and down every time. Mm. And uh, you have to have 
trust in him not only to take the shot, but trust in him to not take it if he doesn't have it. Right. To you got to believe that he'll say no, no, I don't like the angle, or I'm too far out, or I'm too close, or whatever it is. And he is a truly great set piece taker. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's world class yeah. at that particular skill. Say what you will about his chances of playing in other leagues and how high he can go and what he can do. His set piece taking plays in any league in the world. Yeah. Any league yeah, in the world. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I tip your cap because, you know, he just keeps he just keeps giving us more stuff to celebrate, and it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I am hopeful that we get to see a couple more pieces of majesty like that this mm-hmm. year. Uh and that's the that's the truly great thing is you always believe if it's within forty and he's standing over it, I'm like, well, this is this, this is fifty fifty, man. Yeah. We got a shot yeah. at this. This might go in. Yeah, uh, I I regret that we were spending as much time debating it as we did that I didn't get out my camera. I should. I got to get in the habit when Cameron stands over a ball of but getting the camera ready, getting, yeah. getting the camera out because we've got such a great view of that. I'd love to be able to show the people at home what that looks like because yeah. it is—it's a stunner, man, a stunner. Yeah, you can't even—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, words can't describe. <laughs> As you are demonstrating it eloquently. Case in point, yeah. Um, that's the game, you know, four-one, and then uh, like we say, they brought on the subs: Speedy, Luke, Tosh, Tosh. game set match. I like that we've got that sort of closer unit, and it I is what you say. They're, they're, the physicality those guys bring yeah. is is game changing for tired legs. Yeah, and so uh, I loved it. And uh, smart, it's it's a nice it's a nice rotation that they've got right now. And that sucks for guys like Ballard and Carranza, and yeah. to a lesser extent, it sucks for guys like Pat McMahon and for Sean Francis, but. You know that they'll bring on some attacking oomph, maybe a Ballard or a Francis a little more, mm-hmm. uh, or a Magnus. Yeah. If we fell behind and needed a goal, or if it's you know tied in the seventy eighth minute, right? Maybe you bring on some extra attacking goods. But when we've got a lead, I don't see any reason not to put those three guys on. Yeah. Yeah. I hope we get to see those three guys again this weekend. Yeah. All right. That concludes our game review and our game preview. How do you feel about uh, popping open some purple stuff? Let's do it. Purple. Do it. Cheers. That's good good purple stuff. It is. It's starting to get a little lukewarm on me. It is, but it's still pretty good. It's still tasty. Um, Creamy tonight. Some creamy purple stuff. It is good. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Hey, it's my pleasure. Okay, he did bring me a burrito, so he gets well, the, he gets the, the creamy stuff. Um, purple stuff. First and foremost, I want to say that we got goals in this game from three different players, and all three of them are original Lou City players. They were all on yeah. the team from the first season. Yeah, we don't have a ton of guys from the first season still, but uh, all three of the goal scorers have been on every iteration of Louisville City football. Club. Yeah, they have, haven't they? That's really cool. Yeah, the the longevity, the consistency that Cam and Ilya and uh, Niall have shown mm-hmm. for this club, and uh, the guy who was saving shots for us also, Greg Grandjitzing, yeah. on every team. 
So yeah. the the real core of this group is a core that has been together for a long time, and you can sort of feel their comfort with one yeah, another. Yeah. Uh, purple stuff piece number two, 7.30 p.m. kickoff start for the game on Saturday, so exactly the same time. Weather report is currently unpleasant. It's like 55 and rainy. But not like terrifyingly rainy. Not like North Carolina from earlier this God. year. Not like uh, not like <laughs> Cincinnati game. This is a this is a game that's uh, you it's know a little wet. It, it looks like it might be unpleasant. I'm hopeful that it comes through early. I'm ho- because yeah, I'm not going to get to tailgate this week. So why not? I'm going to be in Evansville, Indiana, right up until game time. We're going to be leaving Evansville and coming straight to the stadium. Oh, a little family event, full right. family, little family action. All right. My dad's 50th high school reunion. I mean, I'm not going to that, but that's why he's coming into town. Okay. And uh, celebrating uh, celebrating my grandmother who passed away this year. Yeah. And so we're getting the family together to uh, celebrate that because not everybody got to be a part of it earlier. And uh, good to keep the family together. So No, absolutely. Coming straight from Evansville into town for the kickoff. Don't that's, speed. I, I, would, I really don't. <laughs> no, I know. I've, I've ridden with you many times. You really, really don't. I am uh, even I, when it is absolutely appropriate to do so. Yeah, I pretty much drive the speed you limit. Just don't do it. Yeah, I pretty much drive the speed limit. It's weird. They post it. Why would they post it if it wasn't more, serious? I feel like it's more of a suggestion than yeah. anything. Well, there you go. How many how many speeding tickets do you have? We're not talking about me. Uh huh. Uh huh. I got the one terrible one driving us back from college once when I was still nineteen and an idiot. And I was doing 93 with you and... Uh, oh, yeah. That some, was a fun time. That was. That was. <laughs> and, and that day, I was like, I'm not in that big of a rush to get anywhere, man. And I haven't been ever since. Um, so coming back from Evansville, that's, that's good times. Um, $10,000 raised yeah. for, uh, for Pink Prom by the uh, Pink Jersey Auction. Somebody said Cameron's went for over two. It went for, yes, over two grand all on its own. It was the record-setting jersey, and those jerseys were sweet. Yeah. I wouldn't mind getting my hands on one of those. I'm glad they're still playing in the shoes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, clearly they said, we're having success with these. Let's keep these boots rolling. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, the pink, the light, pale pink boots are still making an appearance. Much like Hackworth's beard. Much like Hackworth's playoff beard. Yeah. It's uh, it's growing strong, yeah. Uh, like House Tyrell. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's it's great. Was I, that the first Game of Thrones reference we've ever had? Probably, probably, probably not. Really, I don't know, man. We we're pretty big dorks. Um, yeah. No, I was uh, thrilled to see that much money raised for a really good cause oh, yeah. by the team, and also thrilled to see that there were people out there willing to pay that for yeah. you know. A, a good cause, and B, for some sweet-ass swag. Mm-hmm. Nobody bought me <coughs> Nobody bought me Paco's uh, jersey. So you think. Maybe the person who won they that did. bid is intending to give it to you. It was Lance. Uh, Lance bought <laughs> Paco's jersey? Lance bought it because he knows. That you wanted it? Man, I'm going to give this to Andy. Mm-hmm. And then he tried it on, and he was like, nope, I'm keeping it. He sleeps in it. <laughs> I'm not saying I blame him. Just... No. Uh Again, though, really thrilled that uh, they were able to do something so good for uh, a, a worthy cause. Mm-hmm. Uh, other piece of purple stuff is on Friday night is the the Coopers 
Halloween party at Saints. So uh, the Coopers are hosting the Louisville City Halloween costume contest party at Saints. Mm -hmm. So if you've already got your costume picked out and you you aren't going to be at a uh, family event in Evansville, then I strongly encourage you to get out there to Saints, put on a costume, hang out with some like-minded Louisville City fans. It'll be a good time. And I, I always say, whenever we put a costume together for Halloween... Let's get as many wares out of this as possible. How many parties can we arrange? Because yeah. uh, if you put in the effort to have a nice costume, mm-hmm. show that bad boy off. Exactly. Um, this year, I think we're only going to have the one, and that'll be your party. Yeah. Which will be a post-game party. Post-game yeah. Halloween party. Yeah. Um, which my wife has mixed feelings about. Mm-hmm. She. This is what. This is. This is one of the many, many, many reasons I love my wife. Okay. It would be easy for her. To demand that I stay home and help her prepare prepare for this party for her elaborate elaborate's blow, not even the word. It, it like, is a blowout Halloween bash. Our house on Halloween. Yeah, we're very proud. Mm-hmm. We're very proud of it. Put a lot right of work into so. it, and really, what I'm saying is, she puts a lot of work into she it, does. and she would be well within her wifely rights to say no. You need to help me with this. It is a yearly party, and now it has turned out that this yearly party. Basically, will always we'll coincide always with the playoffs, play and yeah. she knows that. And she said last year, like she said this year, you should be at the game. Go to the game. We did go to the game last year. Uh, got to watch the victory for our boys, yeah. and then everybody, you know, headed Hot over to the house. To, to the Frederick household, swapped into our costumes. If I wasn't as superstitious as I am about Lou City soccer and mm-hmm. had to wear the same thing to every game. Mm-hmm. I would wear my costume to the game, much like Jared did last year. Oh yeah, Mr. Oh, yeah, Mr. Meeseeks. Yeah. yeah. So maybe uh, Jared should wear the Mr. Meeseeks costume to the playoff game. Maybe you should request that. Unless I mean, he may very well have another Halloween idea this year. But no, he, it needs to be Mr. Meeseeks. I don't. I agree, but like I don't try to enforce my superstition on other people. So if if he feels like he did, his only requirement is to dress up again, mm-hmm. then he should just do that. Okay. But uh, no, I we uh, we try to do uh, movie themes generally. Have you mm-hmm. guys, I'm assuming you guys have your costumes e- prepped and picked out. We do. Yeah, we're not telling people what it is. I don't. I'm not. I'm not because we want people to be like, oh, and also it could be controversial. That's what interesting. It. Interesting. It would be, depending on how you lean politically, it could be... Is it Ava Braun? It's not. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) That would be controversial. Very. Not... I feel like that's on the far end of... No. No, no, no. Yeah. If that was a 10... Yeah. This is like a 3 or 4. Okay. All right. So it's just... If people choose to be... Offended by it, then... Then they can be. Yeah. I got you. I always like that sort of thing, though. Let, we do, let, too. Let people decide for themselves. Exactly. <clears throat> My wife and I generally do movie movie themes. Uh, we have ours picked out. Also, mm-hmm. it's under it's under wraps. We probably are not doing a movie theme this year. What did you so. do last year? Last year, we were uh, Margot and Richie Tenenbaum. Yeah, and the year before that was maybe my favorite of your Halloween costumes that I've ever seen you in. Oh, geez. Uh, the year before that was uh, Mary Poppins yeah. and the Chimney Sweep. But you were Mary Poppins. <laughs> no, no, I was not. Actually, no, that was two years that ago. W- 
because the year before that we did Clue. And uh, I was uh, I was Mrs. White, you and that were, is legitimate. That's what I'm thinking. I about. was Mrs. White. That's what I'm thinking about. Um, yeah, it was. But you weren't just Mrs. White. No, I, I did the full maid get up. You were and, uh, a racy Mrs. White. I, I you know, that was I, a short skirt, bud. They don't make a lot of maid costumes for men that are uh, full full coverage. I feel like I've seen a lot that are. I, I'm okay. not saying you sought out the short skirt. <laughs> Um, and uh, those who know me know that I am not a uh, hairless individual, no. so it's a it's a look. But no, we we always have fun with it, and the Halloween party is always a good time. But our our listeners only probably partially care about this, so we'll, we'll, unless we'll, they're just going to show up, they should. If you know where Andy and Stephanie live, oh, no. show up. <laughs> I think that's a fair statement. That's fair. If I'm you curious. already know where they live, then come on to the party after the game. McGuffey's gonna show up. I'd be totally fine with the, the guff. guff's gonna show up. The guff, <laughs> totally down. Um, yeah, I think that. Uh, but again, the Halloween party for Saints on uh, mm-hmm. Friday night, or for the Coopers on Friday night at Saints. Uh, I think that it kicks off around seven. Don't quote me on that. Go to the Coopers website, and you'll be able to find out more information about mm-hmm. that. But I've always heard that they have a really good time at that party. So mm-hmm. uh, please go convene with our uh, playoff brethren. <clears throat> Do you think they get a lot of people dressed as players? No, I bet that's I bet that's you know uh, not lame. But a little on the nose, right? Like, yeah, yeah, it's a little easy, a little okay. easy. All right. Uh, so no, it's the Halloween season and it's playoff season. It's a time for celebration. Yeah. Uh, frankly, even if we were to find a way to not win in this game on Saturday, I, I still think you got to celebrate the playoffs. You got to celebrate this team. Yeah. Uh, it's been so much fun to watch this year. I went back and listened. We're transitioning right now into banter a little bit. Okay. Because I, I went back and listened to a couple of our earliest podcasts. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I am too. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying we're good at it now, <laughs> but I am saying we were bad at it then. We're just not as bad at it as we were. Right. Um, but one of the reasons I, I bring it up is because we were talking about Cameron and Luke coming on as the sub in one of our first podcasts. It was episode two with mm-hmm. uh, with. Uh, Mr. Scouse, mm-hmm. the banter that night was about who do you want to see starting at striker in the regular season? Mm-hmm. Because there was a question of should it be Luke, should it be Cam, mm-hmm. should it be Ilya, who do you want to see out there? And we were very much divided on the Luke-Cam question. Yeah, And uh, I don't think there's anybody who's divided on it anymore. No. I think after the season Cameron's no, put it's, in. It's a lock. That's, it's a been, lock. that's been settled at this point. You don't get golden boot for nothing. No, you do not. And uh, he's it's been well-deserved. But... The one thing that I do want to sort of chit-chat about now is not looking ahead mm-hmm. because I could easily start looking ahead right now. Yeah. And I'm trying very hard not to do it. Don't do it. Uh, we've been talking for a little while, mm-hmm. a couple of mentions here and there about what the playoffs could look like mm-hmm. and what could happen. Mm-hmm. And there are some intriguing matchups that are mm-hmm. on the horizon. Whether if we were to win this game, if we were to see either New York at home, which would be the third year in a row for that Eastern Conference Finals, or if we were to go on the road and play Cincinnati, those are some intriguing matchups. Mm-hmm. And I am so confident that this group of players is not looking ahead. It's a comforting feeling. I sincerely believe that those guys are 100% laser focused mm-hmm. on Bethlehem. And that's a nice, nice thought. Yeah. Because it would be extremely easy to be like, well, yeah, it's Bethlehem. We beat them 4 nothing mm-hmm. last year. They haven't beaten us this year. 
were pretty good against Bethlehem historically, and uh, there are some intriguing matchups. Mm-hmm. But it's like we talked about with Niall and Coach Hackworth in the press conferences saying they, these are such professional players. It's a nice feeling to be able to have complete confidence in your group. Yeah. And I do. That was 35, 34 weeks ago mm-hmm. that you and I were talking about who should be playing where. Mm-hmm. And now we are here. Yeah. We are at the very cusp of some magical stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard not to be excited. Yeah. And uh, the final thought that I have for this week is uh, Indianapolis thought. Okay. Which is, I really enjoyed Indianapolis this week. I thought that the fans were fun. Mm-hmm. I thought that the I thought that the plane thing with the Nickelback joke. So they had the plane flying overhead. With a banner that said Louisville City loves Nickelback, which was oh, I forget you I forget you don't usually show up quite in time for these things. Uh, we got there. Did you see it though? Did you get to see the I banner? I feel like I saw it. I, I caught a glimpse of it yeah. right at the start of the game. Okay, it may have still been flying around at that point. But Indianapolis hired a plane with a banner that said Louisville City loves Nickelback, and uh, that you know, that's good. That's good work. Yeah, like that. I heard from some indie contingent that it was like eight hundred bucks to have them do that. That's a that's a cool that's a cool flex. Yeah, and I'm I'm happy that uh, the rivalry is progressing. I like that the Lipac stuff has mm-hmm. caught on and taken off. the 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 league and the teams are embracing that mm-hmm. concept, and that has to be. The marquee rivalry for the next several years. It has to be. Yeah. Because Cincinnati's leaving. They're leaving. Mm-hmm. And Nashville's only got one more year. Mm-hmm. And I love that we played Indy in the playoffs this year because it sort of plants those seeds. Yeah. We had to play them four times this year. There was playful bad blood. Yeah. There was no harshness. There was no, no. uncomfort to it. It wasn't shrill. It was just a little bit of fun, bad blood. It got a little chippy. The game during did. the game. The game did, but you you always wonder how much the players care about the rivalries as much as the fanhoods do. I think the players definitely feel it with Cincinnati, but that's because Cincinnati is a bunch of jerks. Yeah. Indies players, they were just fouling hard trying to turn the tide of the game. I'd be curious to ask some of the players outside of <laughs> Cincinnati, like you said, who do they think? Would be their natural rival. Their yeah, their best rivals. Yeah, well, I hate that New York Red Bulls too is a two team because they've always been so good. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing: New York Red Bulls too has like eleven fans, and that is not <laughs> that that is not even a, 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 a exaggeration. That's not even hyperbole. Yeah. There are not. Red Bulls 2 fans because they all root for Red Bulls. Yeah. There's no reason for them to. And if you watch one of their road games, it's, I mean, one of their home games, it's, it, it's crickets, man. Yeah. It's like, which is always sad to see. It's it like, is because that's a good team year after yeah. year. Uh, I believe that Red Bulls 2, along with all the other two sides, is going down next year, the, a division. Mm-hmm. So this might be if we were to see him again. It would be the last time. But, I mean, it's possible to face them for the third consecutive year in the Eastern Conference Finals. That's a rivalry. Yeah. Uh, But proximity breeds something and fanhood breeds something Mm -hmm. for rivalries. And so, yeah, Indy's got to be it. And I like the way that this is progressing. Yeah. And I think 
Indy came into the league last year or this year at the last possible minute. They were still signing players to fill out their roster with like eight days to go in the season, in the preseason. Yeah. And they had a nice season. They made the playoffs and competed impressively. I think that you give them a full year to assert themselves and figure things out. I think Mm -hmm. that Indy's going to put together a really nice side for next year. And so I'm optimistic about the future of that rivalry. Also, I'm optimistic that they won't play them on Derby Day next year so we can Uh. go, so everybody can make the trip up. Because it's, it's, it's a cool, say what you will about the playing surface at Indy because it's terrible. But uh, the actual games are good. Yeah. And uh, I love the inside of the stadium. Not where the do they field. Play? Lucas Oil Stadium. Okay. Where the Colts play. All right. Uh, but they may not play there next year. They're still working out lease agreements about these things. Mm. Lease agreements. Agreed. I think that's really all I got, man. I want to strongly encourage people to get to the game this weekend. Yeah, you've got to go. Not just because got to go. good to have attendance, but because you want to be a part of this. And special things are happening every week. I feel bad for the 1,800 people who thought about going but decided mm-hmm. it was too cold and didn't get to see Cam's goal. Uh, <coughs> and you, you don't want to be that person this week. No. Wear a rain jacket. Dress warm. Dress in layers. Wear a rain jacket. Drink plenty of... Purple stuff. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. And you could see something glorious. And you could also see our boys in purple make it to their fourth consecutive Eastern Conference Final. Every year we've played, we've made it to the Eastern Conference Final. I don't want this to be the year that ends that streak. No. So, good luck to the guys, and uh, hopefully we see you... uh, we see you uh, all at Slugger Field on Saturday. We're keeping mm-hmm. this one short and sweet. Because no guest. I'm not sure if you all noticed yet. Yeah, no, no guest. We we had an option on a guest, but we couldn't record on the day that they could do it with us. So oh. I'm hopeful that we'll have that particular guest on next oh. week, uh, either to sadly recap a season lost or to uh, proudly uh, yeah. amp ourselves up for an Eastern Conference Final. So that's all I got. Well, yeah. you, you got anything else? You got anything? Any special messages? No. All right. I love lamp. You love lamp. I love lamp. Clever. That's it. All right. Well, somebody's going to laugh at that. Sure. You're not going to laugh, but like Jared I, will I laugh love at Anchorman, that. but I mean, yeah. Jared will laugh at it. It, it felt it felt uh, non sequitur. Jared's going to laugh at it. That's all right, Jared. You're welcome. <laughs> and with that, we'll say what we say to end all podcasts, and that is a very simple, very crisp, very clean Go, Go City. City.